Hello, welcome to the First and Ten podcast. We are back. It's review time. I am Ross, and this is Dave. Oh, you're right. Good mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Good. You? Yeah, I've had a really fun weekend starting with Thursday night football. It's been a good weekend of football, basically for me. Yeah, it's uh, nice to get that week started, isn't it? Uh, start off with a win. Yeah, it's lovely to just go into Sunday already knowing you've won, already beaten one of your rivals, and think, yeah. Everything's pretty good. I can sit back and relax and watch 10 games at 6 o'clock on Red Zone. And obviously, uh, you backed my picks, I saw, and they finally won. I did, so yeah. You picked, you picked a good week to do it. <laughs> yeah, I did. You've not been too bad, though, have you? Um, well, I went 0 and 4 the week before, so I'm not going to claim anything. You know? Well, yeah, that was a weird game, though, that one. Yeah. You can blame the Packers for that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's do a little bit of news, shall we? Let's start with the obvious one. Jake Rudin, he is out of there. 0-5 start. Um, been there for six years. His record's 35-49-1 with one playoff appearance, uh, which I think they're one and done as well. It feels like he was never given a chance. This year especially, the injuries and everything else that happened around that team just conspired to just make him 0-5. And they, got, they got up 7-0 on the, the Patriots this weekend, but not for one single second did I think that they were going to win that game. No. <laughs> it's a it's a weird situation with him, isn't it? Because I think even coming into the season, everyone knew he was going to be fired eventually, whether yeah. it was now or end of the season. So, I mean, it doesn't exactly sort of breed good football, I don't think. And I, I do still like Gruden. I think he'll um, I think he'll get a coordinator's job. Maybe not this year, but you know, don't know how things go in terms of firings there. But I think he will end up with a coordinator's job and probably end up with a, co- a head coach's job again in the future. But yeah, I think yeah. things things at Washington, he just didn't... I just don't think they saw right or right today. I've got a feeling this was probably because he didn't want to play Haskins. So I imagine that probably yeah. plays into it a lot. I'm, I'm assuming people higher up than him wanted to play Haskins and he didn't. So, <sighs> yeah, it's a weird situation. Yeah, he's a Colt McCoy guy, isn't he? Colt's been there yeah. since 2014 um, in some form or another. And, yeah, he, he seemed to be his guy and... Fair enough. You, you live with him, you die with him, and he's ultimately died with him. But yeah, he went into the season as the first favourite. This is one of the earliest firings I can remember in a season. Yeah, Five. if it if it was early, but also at the same time, it seems right, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's a bit like going with Colt McCoy, really. Like, what, what's the point? <laughs> he's not going to be your quarterback next year. What's the point of yeah, playing him? And yeah, the whole situation is just a bit. Bit of shit, really. Yeah, I've seen um, from CBS Sports that Mike Tomlin is a name that's very high on their interest list for the head coaching job. I mean, he needs a change, I think, doesn't he? Because he's going nowhere yeah, with the Steelers yeah. right now. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not really a big Tomlin guy, <laughs> but my wife hates I... him. She's got no reason to hate him. She just hates him. Hates the way he looks. Hates the way he stands on <laughs> sidelines. Yeah, he's just just a bit annoying, isn't he? But. <laughs> I just honestly, I just don't think he's that great of a coach. Or uh, I, 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 I to put that wrong way. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a particularly good head coach. And yeah, I think he's good at the man management side, but maybe not the actual sort of game planning. And well, yeah, the lunatics around the asylum for a little bit in that Pittsburgh, didn't they, for a couple of years? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where the Redskins go next. Um, yeah. Elsewhere in news, the Titans have made the news. They've cut Cara Santos, who had a quite a bad afternoon um, on Sunday he missed four field goals um, two from 50 odd yards and two from 30 odd yards and yeah really not good enough um, they've signed Cody Parkey who we last saw missing a field goal <laughs> I was say yeah like what what like Parkey is literally known for missing this <laughs> the kit so yeah I don't see what can go wrong there no Mr. Double Doink himself uh, is now a Tennessee Titan so I mean they're just waiting for Ryan to suck up to get back um, our friend Dave who's been on the podcast a few times he's just desperate for Sakup to return to the field he's got another few weeks on IR I think before his uh, leg's strong enough to kick Sakup's one of the better kickers in the league I mean still though of all the players you're going to have come back from IR the Titans <laughs> of course are having a kicker, a kicker. the most boring team in the world <laughs> the most boring position in the world come back like, the least interesting move ever is uh, yeah. a kicker is returning from IR yeah, come on, Titans. Yeah, I think something needs to change there as well. I don't know, maybe Gruden ends up there next year. Well, I think it's more uh, 
more likely to be the quarterback than the coach there. I think <laughs> there was there was talk that this weekend that the the things are not going Red Bull's way, or well, obviously, and things are getting slightly unsettled there as well. I genuinely do think just get a new quarterback in and the whole place is up rejuvenated. Mm. I think it will change the whole franchise, but whether they do that or not is another matter. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we shall see in the in the summer with that one. Um, let's start. Let's we'll start with our reviews and let's go back all the way back to Thursday night football. Seattle beats LA Rams thirty to twenty nine in Seattle. Thanks to well, thanks to a lot of great work from Russell Wilson, but ultimately thanks to a missed field goal from Greg Zerline. Um, a rare one. Yeah, he doesn't often miss, and he missed in a big spot here, which is good for me, good for my bank account, good for my betting account, and good for Dave's um, uh, status, I suppose, as a better <laughs> fair yeah. predictor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, good game, oh. this one. Some nice highlight plays. Uh, uh, Tyler Lockett's touchdown catch being spectacular, and also Tedrick Thompson's interception late on as well. Yeah. I mean, Lockett's just so good, isn't he? Like, like I, I feel like I talk about him. I, I feel like I like him more than you do, which is very rare on a Seahawks player, isn't it? The, I wanted to Arkham. believe you coming into the season. I really wanted you to be right on this, and you've proved to be right so far. He is a superstar, and that catch, and that throw, and that catch. Yeah, it was, it's per, it's one of the most perfect plays I've ever seen. It was just a good game all round, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wasn't planning on watching. I was planning on watching it um, the next night, but. Mm. For some reason, my girlfriend left the heating on and I could not sleep all night. So, you know, we've discussed that privately, so I don't need to bring it here. But, you know, big issues there. But, yeah, it, it, made, it let me see this game. So, yeah, I was pretty grateful in the end. But, yeah, it was a hell of a game. And I'm not sure we'll get one quite so good this first night. But, it's uh, yeah, it could definitely be one of the best games of the season, I think. After five weeks then, Russell Wilson must sit firmly atop the MVP race, doesn't he? Especially after Mahomes is kind of let down on something like football. Yeah, probably. It's um, hard to, especially if you're, if it's sort of ruling out other positions because right now McCaffrey, it's hard to. Yeah, I mean, anyone's, anyone's more important than him right now. Isn't McCaffrey it? is the MVP in the truest sense of the word, but he's not going to win, is he? Unless he carries this on for every single game this season, then he really yeah. deserves to. Yeah, if uh, Kyle Allen stays in for a while, I think it almost gives him more of a chance because, yeah, I mean, it is a ludicrous workload he's got at the moment and <laughs> yeah. he cramped up. We'll go and get to that anyway, but cramped up at the end of the game. But yeah, I think Wilson's definitely, if if he's not one, he's definitely number two. But, you know, yeah, we've yeah. seen it before with Wilson. He does have these runs, doesn't he? And then for some reason, he'll just throw 80 yards one week or something <laughs> out of nowhere, won't he? It's... I mean, that's sort of the difference, isn't it? Like, if he can carry this on the season, then I think he's got every chance of winning. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Christian McCaffrey. The, uh, the the workload is ridiculous, like you say. 19 carries yeah. and just, just six receptions this week, but on nine targets. So, still in the mid-20s for his overall touches. But he had uh, like 35 the week before, didn't he? Or something like that, yeah. 37, which is just... I mean, his backup came in for what, a few plays and scored a 59-yard touchdown as well. So <laughs> they're pretty good on the ground, uh, especially if McCaffrey's beating you up. But yeah, the uh, Panthers hold on to win 34-27 after Minshew had three attempts to hold it, um, put it right back to uh, level pegging with the last kind of minute, I suppose, but couldn't quite get the job done. He looked desperate to throw a pick on that last drive, Minshew did. Yeah, it was... Uh... Is we won to a couple of penalties, didn't he? And then mm. so got another couple of extra attempts. But I mean, it's a really good game this one. It's a really fun one to watch. Yeah, it was actually. DJ yeah. Chark is for real, isn't he? Yeah, I think you've got to say that at this point. And I mean, I wonder if Nick Foles comes back and that changes. And sometimes it is just a sort of a, a relationship between the quarterback and the receiver, isn't it? But I mean, I really like him. He looks every week. He just looks really good. Six, <laughs> six uh, touchdowns through five games at the minute. Yeah, that's pretty good going. And He's made Dede Westbrook completely irrelevant. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Westbrook was the one that all the talk was, wasn't it, coming out of camp? And yeah, yeah, he hasn't even really been much of a factor. Chark finished with eight receptions for 164 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Fournette had a hundred yard game again on the ground. Seems to be kind of ticking along quite nicely then, Fournette. Yeah, he seems to have sort of found his rhythm again, doesn't he? And. I think he is a good player. He is a talented player. Sometimes mm. it's just... It's always been a bit of an attitude thing with him, I think, sometimes with um, Fournette that almost like he doesn't particularly want to play sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, he sort of seems to be a bit more 
into it this year. And maybe it's like some of that, some of the other players I've seen with Blake Bortles last year. Maybe he just he was over it. Yeah, I'm and done. He, yeah, I'm done with yeah, this he team. just wanted to get out of there basically. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's but they look good. Um, the Jags, they're just not quite good enough to really be a contender. But yeah, I mean, if the Bills can be a wild card team, which it looks like they've every chance of being right now, then the Jags definitely can. Yeah, the Bills um, just managed to somehow get over the hump every week. It's what the Titans, the Jags need to kind of just get into their kind of DNA just to win these games. They're pretty similarly set up. I think maybe the, not even maybe, I think the Jags have a better offence. It's just yeah. the defence, without with, even with all the stars, doesn't seem to put other performances that the Bills do. Um, on the Panther side of the ball, it's hard to look at anyone else but McCaffrey. No one else really does anything. DJ Moore caught six passes for 91 yards. I mean, that's it. Yeah, like Carl Allen's been fine, but yeah, when you talk about the Panthers, there's not really much else other than McCaffrey right now. <laughs> no. So I was talking, I was talking to someone at the uh, weekend. Uh, like everyone, when they think of like a heavy workload for running back, you think of Demarco Murray mm. in that final year as a Cowboy. But um, McCaffrey's having about the same amount of carries. Yeah, but he's catching three, four, five more balls every game. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane, and Murray was never the same after that season. And I do wonder if there's a bit of a, or if this is almost going to be a bit of a problem moving forward in McCaffrey. I hope not. Obviously, that yeah. you have a player like him can go on for years and years. But I mean, this is just—it seems crazy to me that they haven't signed like Jay Ajayi or literally any of these Anyone. random, yeah, any random half decent running back. Because yeah, I mean, there's only going to be so long that McCaffrey can keep this up at this workload, isn't there? He's going to. He would pick up an injury or just get tired, basically. And yeah, I mean, you you bring someone in, they can run it. I don't know. Give JHI eight carries a game. Yeah. Take them off of McCaffrey, and all of a sudden you're getting a fresher McCaffrey. Mm. You're getting JHI. He can run at like three and a half, four yards a carry if you give him that sort of workload. Yeah, you might get more out of McCaffrey by playing him a little bit less than you are. Obviously, he's doing a lot right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say he's not, but you might get an even better player if you give him a little less of a. Little, little less workload than you are right now, but yeah, yeah seeing it, it, the sidelines absolutely gasping for air in the fourth yeah. quarter was not a good sight to see. Yeah, so when you needed them, needed him in there to put away the game, he couldn't because he was knackered. He was cramping up, and yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it just seems a bad recipe to me. This uh, whole thing. Yeah, it is. It's not. A, it's a good way to do it. Um, Brian Burns is a good draft pick, wasn't he? He got a. Uh, yeah. Uh, a strip sack fumble recovery touchdown in this game and he's been pretty effective in every single game so far as well yeah he's been really good he so he fell a little bit in the draft didn't he but mm. I mean that was just because there was a lot of good players in his position but yeah, I think the Panthers really found a good one there I think he could be in with a shout of uh, defensive rookie of the year actually as well yeah definitely I think there's going to be a lot of contenders isn't there and yeah perhaps more than the other side of the ball right now there's not tons and tons Cry a bit like last year. There wasn't uh, tons on that side of the ball, but defensive rookie of the year was one of the hardest uh, awards to pick, and I think it's going to be the same again. But he's definitely in the running. Yeah, he's currently five to one. Devon Bush four to one, and Daniel Savage Junior seven to two. I don't even know who that is, Dave. Who's that? He's a uh, a safety. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> been playing well. I think he picked up an injury at the weekend though, so yeah, that's yeah, good. Might, might be struggling there. That'll hamper his chances if it's slightly. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Arizona. They got a win. The battle of winless teams, someone has to win, unless it ends in a draw. Uh, but the, the Cardinals got the job done in the end, 26-23 over the Bengals. In, I saw someone describe this as the battle of the head coaches who, look, who are kind of slightly a little bit like Sean McVay. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah uh, it was um, where the last game I said was really fun. I don't find this one particularly This was a fun. really bad game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, um, I was pretty disappointed in the Cardinals, to be honest. Yeah. The... The Bengals' defense is like basically the worst in the league. If you pretend the Miami Dolphins aren't a real football yeah. team, so like I really hoped that Murray was going to sort of show something a bit more. And I mean, he has shown a bit of something. Like I think there's a stat that only three quarterbacks have got 16 points or more in fantasy each week, and he's one of them. With I think it's Mahomes and Minshew, maybe. But right. I don't feel like when you're actually watching the game, he has shown that much. I don't think he's been great, and I know the situation's not exactly. Uh, good at Arizona but yeah I really hope this would be the week that you sort of saw something a bit more from him and I didn't really see a great deal no he struck me in this game as um, Lamar Jackson light yeah a little bit yeah 
I mean, he, was, he led the team with in with rushes, ninety three yards on ten carries, and David Johnson, three receptions for sixty five yards, led the team in receiving. I mean, that's three receptions and sixty five yards isn't great as your no, leading receiver. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a, a weird one. I don't, I don't know whether the wins. Well, obviously, they need a win, and they want one for Murray. But yeah, I was, I was really disappointed with this team and all this performance. Really, that, well, obviously, they got the win, and that's good, but. I don't think they showed that much, but I mean they showed a bit more than the Bengals. Which... Yeah, the Bengals. What do we make of them? I mean, they're dead, aren't they? I mean, they are. Is, is there any blame on the head coach at this point, or is he is he kind of got a free pass this year? But they they should have won a game already. Yeah, like the team we talk about it a lot. The team's not that bad. I mean, they have had some injuries. Obviously, John Ross had a good start and then went out but what's weird is they looked really good against the Seahawks didn't they and yeah. almost pulled off the upset and then basically since then it's got worse and worse which is almost the opposite of what you think would happen so the entire play. pre-season was aimed towards winning in week one and that was it yeah they've not thought about so the rest of the season I wonder if it's a bit like uh, Matt Patricia had last year it was almost like the games that really mattered to him mm. it was like he'd been preparing for like a month in advance and yeah <laughs> maybe that's what it's going to be like here I don't <laughs> No one thought the Bengals were going to be like a really good team, but I don't no. think anyone thought they were going to be quite this bad. No, I don't think they'd be over five. Definitely not. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, the season's dead, and I think right now, well, the season's dead. In as much as the only hope they've got is that they get the number one pick, really, isn't it? Right now, yeah. So somehow, the Dolphins accidentally win a game or two, and they can get that first pick. <laughs> there's, there's been talk that teams have been inquiring, obviously about AJ Green, who's yet to return from injury. Um, Gino Atkins and Carlos Dunlap, kind of the three big names there. Can They're a weird franchise. Moving? They're a oh. weird franchise, aren't they? I just don't know if they. I, I think it's the right move to make. AJ Green's, well, he's in his thirties now. He's got a bit of an injury history, and yeah. I mean, they're definitely going to be going for a rebuild, aren't they? Someone so, should, would take a chance. Do you think they get a first-round yeah. pick for him? I think it might be a second at best. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Patriots are a team linked with him and I would give up a second for him. Yeah. Because even if he leaves, I think his contract's up this year, is it? Or yes. the next year. But this year. Even, if he, even if he leaves, he plays eight games and hopefully a playoff run mm. and then leaves, you're going to get that, you're probably going to get a third-round pick back for him. So I think give up a second, you're just sort of, Trading a second for a third, yeah, and AJ Green, I would do that in a heartbeat. And yeah, he's definitely worth the risk. I mean, I think both of our teams wouldn't be uh, the worst places for him to end up, would they? No, know? not at all. I'd love him to be just an option out there. Yeah, definitely. He's a superstar. Yeah, definitely. I love AJ Green. I think he's one of the more underrated receivers in the league, just because he's not been in the best situation over yeah, the years. Because he's in Cincinnati. Yeah, he's not in a, yeah. a flashy team. And let's talk about a flashy team. Let's talk about Houston Texans. 53 points they put up on the Atlanta Falcons, who, oh, I mean, they're rubbish, aren't they? They're just rubbish. Yeah, yeah speaking of dead teams, yeah. <laughs> there's uh, another one. They've got a win, at least, but they're not getting them anymore the way they're playing. I, 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 I felt a little bit sorry for Matt Ryan in this, because he was trying his hardest, and their defence gave them absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think the scoreline almost makes it look a little bit of a wider margin than it was because mm. I mean going into I think the fourth quarter they were still in it and I think they were yeah. leading at half time like that the Falcons so you wouldn't accept it with this like the, how the scorelines ended up but yeah it was 40 to 32 with uh, three minutes to play yeah it's which isn't it's a tell you, one score game it's better than it looks at the end but I think what's weird about this from the Texans is they're doing it while DeAndre Hopkins is having easy his worst season of his career. Yeah, he's doing I don't know what's really happened nothing, has he? Yeah, if, like, he's, he's been a real fantasy bust, hasn't he? The finish of 88 yards. Um, whereas Will Fuller, this game was coming. This game comes every kind of once a season, maybe twice a season. 14 receptions, 217 yards and three touchdowns and had another one stopped at the one-yard line as well. Yeah, he yeah wow. he had a hell of a day. It was um, <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, I'm still not sure what to think of this Texans team. Whether they're a bit of one of these sort of flat track bully sort of teams that mm. you know they're going to beat up on the bad teams and lose to good teams. As they sort of have been for a good number of years now, haven't they? But yeah, the Falcons have one quarterback <laughs> hit in this. If the key to everyone knows the key to get beating the Texans is to get out Watson. If you can't get near him, he's going to dice you up. Well, they give up about 15 sacks a game normally, the Texans, yeah. don't they? That is, that's One quarterback hit, not even a sack as well. 
Okay, I know they've had some injuries, but there's still some talent on that Falcons um, defense. Yeah. I've still got some names there. Dion Jones is still there. Claiborne, who had that pretty big season a couple of years ago. Grady Jarrett. There are players there that should be doing better than they are doing. And it's. This season's effectively over, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think. Because Dan Quinn well, the next one to go. That's what I was going to say. I think the season's about when he goes, not if, really. It's whether he sees the full season out. To me, I think they are a team that probably will see the season out with him. But, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends how bad it gets. He looks lost to me. He's gone so far away from what he was brought in to do, be bringing that old-school Seahawks defence and play tight, close games, that he's he's gone completely away from it, trying to save his job, and he's just he's just a man lost at sea now. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, it's just really bad, isn't it? I, mm. I just there's, I don't know what you can really take from this now as a see. Um, sorry, a, a Falcons fan. There's yeah. there were a lot of people were picking them again to go to a Super Bowl coming into season, and they've been anything but that, haven't they? They haven't even looked close to that sort of team. Yeah, they're not getting close, not getting not getting to the playoffs for me at the minute. I think we're one week away from saying teams that would we can put a, a, a sneaky kind of. Um, not a bet on, but a uh, we can just say that teams aren't going to make the playoffs, even some relatively decent teams, and they aren't, they aren't making the playoffs for me. There's too many. Well, there's, there's another good team in that division. Yeah, they, I don't see how they can win even nine games now, no. and which is absolutely dreadful with the team that they've got out there. I mean, yeah. they have to make a change, a coaching change, just to. Even if Quinn has like a decent second half of the season, just to, you've got the last few years of Matt Ryan, you've got mm. the last few years of Julio Jones, you've got to try and take advantage of that. And obviously some of these defensive players they've got, they've got some talented players who yeah, just aren't performing. And yeah, it's got to come down to Quinn at the end of the day, hasn't it? Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's all lands on his head. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers took on the New Orleans Saints and lost uh, 31-24 to the Saints in the end. Teddy Bridgewater is getting the job done in the absence of Drew Brees. Yeah, his first couple of starts, I didn't think he played, he was fine, but he wasn't that great, but this yeah. one was really good. And I mean, obviously it helps going up against the Bucs, who I mean, can't stop anyone <laughs> passing, but yeah, he played well. It helps having Michael Thomas, that's for sure. 11 catches for 182 yards and two touchdowns. He just ran over at one guy at one point. He caught a ball, just shouldered him to the ground and then just walked into the end zone yeah I think uh, Bruce Arians called out some of them players didn't he after the game and he called them soft did he I think yeah something like that and <laughs> it's hard to argue with him there but <laughs> I mean the offence looked good for the Bucks again didn't it but you know, yeah. Mark Evans had a, 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 a the other thing, I don't think he had a catch did he didn't have but, a catch on three targets which, he was yeah. is it Davenport just shut him down completely. Uh, Lattimore wasn't it Lattimore, was on him all game yeah yeah, he, yeah I think I do think, in fairness to Evans, I think that was more to do with Lattimore rather than Evans himself. Yeah, he fully shadowed him. Um, Chris Goldberg finishes with seven for one, two, five, and two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, Jameis looked like he was trying to throw as many picks as possible. He ends up with none somehow in this game. Yeah. I think that's just what you're going to get from him, especially in a game when he's chasing it. But He's doing I enough to get himself another contract. Yeah, and I think... Especially if Aaron stays there for a couple of years, I do think there's a chance that he does turn into that quarterback that we hoped, well, yeah. Bucks and hopefully would be. But yeah. it's a tough one. Yeah, Saints move on. Four and one Saints. We thought they were the division was they were, they were done when Bruce Bruce went down. Egg on our yeah. faces. I'm sure we got yeah. we got called out on the Saints podcast as well for saying that. I think I think he was expected to be out for about six weeks, Bruce, and I mean if that I think at the start of that you'd they had a bit of a tough run and they'd have mm. taken three and three and now they've got basically three free goes at it, so yeah. And he's back. He's back throwing the ball as well. Uh, he posted on Twitter this weekend, so he'll be back sooner than rather than later. Um, another man that could be back sooner rather than later is Saquon Barkley. Um, he's running. He looks like an absolute monster, like a physical freak. The fact that he's running yeah. around already, cutting at high speed and doing the stuff he's doing, and they need him because uh, Wayne Gorman got knocked out of this game. And I don't have much faith in the backups for the Giants. They lost 28-10 to the Minnesota Vikings. Tough going for Daniel Jones, this one. Yeah, I think we saw sort of a bit of a, um, I don't know, a wake-up call. Is that, I don't know if that's a wrong yeah. way of putting it. But this is a real defence, and this is what's going to happen to yeah. you. Yeah, 
Yeah, he played the Bucks and the Redskins the first two games. <laughs> Soft. And even in them games, he was throwing up some picks or interceptable balls. And yeah, yeah, I think happened again this weekend. Yeah, Thursday night's not going to be too fun from against that Patriots defense. I don't think. Oof, no, that is going to be rough. Um, yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins tried to say as, as big a sorry as possible to Aaron Phelan by just repeatedly throwing him the ball. Eight, eight yeah. targets, seven catches, one hundred and thirty yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, he looked good. And Cousins, this was sort of what. Cousins is and what we've come to expect of him which is what's been weird about the whole start from Cousins that he has been I don't know it's just been odd he hasn't been anything like what we've seen in the past from him but yeah, yeah. If, if he can be more like this each week then the Vikings are contenders I think mm. but if he can't be any threat like he wasn't over the first four weeks basically over the first four weeks he wasn't a threat at all was he but no. if you can get Dalvin Cook being I don't know the main contributor on offense and then some good defense and the passing game can just do enough and if you really needed to step up they can which i don't really see any reason why the vikings team can't be that no then then they're gonna be a real hard team to beat and sort of one they all want in january yeah they've got a good solid defense and they've got yeah and david cook 21 carries 132 yards six receptions for 86 yards he just, just every week yeah just every single week he just looks good and he's doing what mccaffrey's doing just in a less flash way i suppose yeah. Yeah, I imagine, I imagine it's like per carry and you know per reception numbers are pretty similar to McCaffrey's, if not better. Yeah. He's just not quite getting the same volume as McCaffrey because McCaffrey's volume is insane. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, he was there, he played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if if he'd still be it? there come trade deadline, we'll wait and see. But. I think he's another one. The teams that would be in for AJ Green are probably going to be in for Diggs if he is available. Yeah, most certainly. Let's head over to London. Let's go to the Tottenham Stadium. Uh, one of my friends who was there said he, he enjoys Wembley more than the Tottenham Stadium. Says Wembley's just got more room around the concourse and more room outside for tailgating and that sort of stuff. But so it was a good experience. And it was a good experience for the Raiders. They actually turned up this year. Uh, they scored 24 to the Bears, 21, and won the game. I mean, fairly comfortably. The Bears weren't in it for three quarters, were they? Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're behind, weren't they, for a little bit, the yeah. Raiders out of nowhere. But, yeah, it's a really good game, this one. It was, um, yeah, I was impressed with the stadium from like, watching on TV. And yeah. All the all the reviews I saw of the stadium seemed a bit like, actually, once you're at your seat, the experience was great. Mm. It was just some of the stuff outside of it. But, yeah. Personally, I'm also not that bothered about like the tailgate side of things because it's literally the same each year. You know, it's the same. Yeah, the fan zone Sa- thing is the same. Yeah, the same old like stands and things mm. you can do, and same old food and all that. So, I mean, from my point of view, I've been enough times; it doesn't really bother me. But I get sort of as a whole game day experience that it does perhaps need something like that. And I do wonder if you know next year you might see them do some sort of thing, mm. somewhere nearby or something like that, maybe. But you know. Well, it's just part of it, but yeah, it was a really good game, and the Raiders looked good. The Raiders did look good. Josh Jacobs is a star, and I think they've they've, they've just realised that yeah, he is a star. Let's give him the ball lots. He finished with uh, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he looks really impressive every time he touched the ball. Yeah, and it's not something we're used to seeing against this Bears defense, is it? They normally stop basically everybody. There's not not, not many people that can putting this sort of performance against them. So, yeah, real good time for them. And, yeah, really important for the Raiders. And, you know, I think this might be the start of a collapse for the Bears, though. The Raiders wide receivers, just quickly on that, are so weird. Foster Moreau, Trevor yeah. Davis, Derek Carrier. Who are these people? Just like football manager rejects, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they certainly are. But, yeah, the Bears. Um, I mean, I, I don't like this offence with Mitch Trubisky. I don't like this offence with Chase Daniel. Yeah, what is this offense? And if the defense isn't stopping teams, they've got no chance. See, this this offense is. I mean, there's some decent parts in it, like Alan Robinson. I really like, and mm. I think David Montgomery can be a good running back in Montgomery the future. Had Eleven carries for 25 yards. Yeah, he got a touchdown. Saved his fancy day. But. Yeah, it's not been not been a good start from him for someone who's. I don't know. There's quite a lot of expectations from him, but. I guess that if you've seen the coverage pre-draft about Dave Montgomery, you probably should have expected this sort of performance, but there's yeah. a bit of hype built up about him and he definitely hasn't lived up to it. He ended up going before um, Josh Jacobs in a lot of fancy drafts, just because yeah. that hype built and built and built. 
What happened to Khalil Mack? I thought it was the big revenge game. Yeah, it was um, yeah, a disappointing game for him, wasn't it? And yeah, it's a it was a weird one. It was um, yeah, just this game just wasn't how you'd expect that game to go in any way. Like there was ways you could see the Raiders winning. I don't think it was sort of a one-sided game, but no, it wasn't like this. I don't think where the Bears defense doesn't really do a lot and. The Raiders just come out and just kill them early, didn't they? Yeah, but... Derek Carr didn't have to do too much. Just hand the ball off and watch Josh Jacobs yeah. run wild. Yeah, they do seem to be a really good first half team, the Raiders, don't they? Seem to get off to good starts each week, and the last couple they've managed to hold on. Where yeah, seventeen left and a half time, and the Bears come out with twenty one points in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at that stage, because um, the Raiders podcast tweeted out, like, "I don't want to jinx it." Oh, yeah. time, but yeah, we're seventeen. <laughs> 17 new up, and then, like, within about five minutes, it felt like they were behind. I was like, what? I, was like, oh, I can't believe he's done this. And basically, it would have been their fault, but, you know, got the win in the end. Yeah, they posted a nice um, de- delete image very quickly, or delete gif, yeah. delete gif. I did also tweet out during this game that it's not the first time this season that Seven's been up for the opposing team <laughs> Tottenham Stadium as well. It's <laughs> got yeah. a few nice retweets and likes. I'm yeah, guessing from Arsenal fans, your mates probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, Philadelphia Eagles took on the hapless New York Jets and battered them. The defence uh, got 10 sacks, I think, overall in the end. Luke Falk had absolutely no chance, did he? He's a dead man walking. Yeah, I mean, I think Gaze will be saved by the fact that Donald has missed some time, but... Yeah. <sighs> Things I aren't mean, good on offence uh, for, the, for the Jets, and they weren't, they weren't fantastic when... Um, Donald was fit. I sort of bought into Gase turning this around and sort of the whole coaching thing in New York. Like last year wasn't good at all, and yeah, but it really has been bad and hasn't been hasn't been anything like, well, not even just a turnaround, not even close to a turnaround. The offense has been really bad, and I don't think it's all on Gase because obviously Luke Falk. I mean, he's not an NFL player, is he? No, he's not ready to be an NFL quarterback and whether he ever will be is very questionable. But, I mean, he is... Like, Gase did bring him in. It's, yeah. He had him before and he's brought him in here. It's not like he's just some random quarterback. Gase obviously likes him. and I mean, you've sort of almost got to judge Adam Gase on that, <laughs> that he does well, think yeah. Luke good enough. But, uh, yeah, the, the, this is, it's been a real disappointing start from the Jets and... Again, they're another team that the season's over basically already, and yeah. now it's it's just that thing of how high a pick are they going to get? Yeah, there was one point in this game. I can't remember who it was. I think it. Uh, let me just find his name. Orlando Skandrick just ran up to him, just took the ball off him. <laughs> yeah, it was a it. joke, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like just like wasn't even didn't even tackle him. Just took the ball away from him, like he was a yeah. a bigger boy in the playground. But that is exactly what it looked like. Just like <laughs> no, you're not having that. It was, uh, <laughs> It, it was just pathetic, really, wasn't it? Watching, yeah, not seeing anything like it, really. Um, I mean, the Eagles were taking the piss. Josh McCown had two carries in this game, um, <laughs> minus two yards, but just showing the Jets what they could have had. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, one of the games. A bit like basically every Dolphins game, where there's not really much to take from it other than the Jets are woeful and everything that plays them in this current state is gonna beat them. Yeah, the Jets' defence is still playing. Uh, that's the one plus point for them. They're still yeah. trying their hardest. Wentz only had 180 yards through the air. Um, and Howard only had 60 yards on the ground. So the, the defence is trying. It's just there's no offence at all. And hopefully Sam Donald's back this week. <sighs> yeah, it does but, seem like he might be. but Like you say, what are you gaining from that? Just affecting yeah. the draft stock for next year. Yeah. If, if he's not 100%, I don't see any point in bringing him back because... You're just hurting your long-term future by doing it. You might as well just lose another game or two. Which, yeah, I mean, it's tough to it's tough to sell that to fans, as we see with the Dolphins. It's tough to Especially sell Jets it to fans, players. But yeah, but I mean, right now, I don't really know what they'd be gaining by rushing Donald back. No, nothing, nothing really at all. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're dead, aren't they? It's yeah, just such such a disappointment from. I think Jets fans they were quite hopeful coming into the season, and I had them down as a dark horse, but. Well, they haven't been anything like that. No, injuries have played a part, and the, the, the defenses know that Lev Bell is their entire offense. And they're just selling out everything to stop him, and he's he's in a bad situation. I'm, I'm surprised he's still 
playing and trying. I don't know what it says about his character, what I thought about his character, but he's still he's still trying at least. Yeah, I think he um I think he always has been that player. I don't think he's been the sort of player to quit. Like I know he didn't turn up for the Sears, but that wasn't I don't think there's anything to do with the team. I think that was a Yeah. I think when he's out there he's always gonna be a player that gives it his all and, and he's still getting his touches and also he still makes yeah. him fancy relevant. He's not um off the radar completely because of that. No, yeah. It, it's it's an almost impossible situation, but he's at least sort of like he's been okay, hasn't he? And yeah, I think when Darnold comes back, it will take a little bit off it, but ugh, it's not great. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, another team that needs a, a quarterback to return is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're one and four now after losing to the Baltimore Ravens, twenty six twenty three. My main point from this is Mason Rudolph's uh, injury, and seeing a man leave the field without a face mask on is a terrifying yeah. sight. It was it was a really weird one because I mean everyone said it was like a really dirty hit and all that, but I didn't think the tackle was that bad. <laughs> it was um, no, it, like it didn't. I've seen a lot bigger hits and a lot worse hits that have not looked like the outcome not looked quite as bad as that. Yeah, the, it's the outcome that makes it, the whole thing look worse. I think. Yeah. And the fact that he just hit the ground and he was out. He was out cold for a, quite a while. And yeah, have they was... not got a manual stretcher? Like because the car broke. Why is he walking off the field? Yeah, you'd think they'd at least be able to just have a few people carry him or something, wouldn't you? <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, absolutely bizarre, but yeah, this was... Um, but yeah, I think that's the state of the season done now, isn't it? Yes, one and four. There's no way back from this one. Um, Mason Rudolph, if you can't return, Devlin Hodges will take over. Uh, seven for nine, 68 yards, um, 20 yards on the ground as well. He looks all yeah. right. Yeah, he looks fine. I mean, the defence of the season is still great. I mean, they turned the ball over like three or four times. Yeah. I mean, just they did against the 49ers when they lost that one as well. The defence couldn't really be doing a lot more to help the offence out, but the offence just can't do enough at the moment. No, James Conner's been disappointing this year. 14 carries for 55 yards. He got a touchdown to save his fancy day, and Juju got a touchdown as well, but both of them have kind of been irrelevant for a lot of this season. Yeah. Same with Arthur who was the big breakout guy. Yeah, I think all of it is a bit of a product of... No the big quarterback bad. play and all that sort of stuff, and yeah. I mean, without without Ben, there's well before there was a little bit of lack of a, lack of talent, and without any sort of half decent quarterback play, there's basically no talent no is there. At all. Yeah, yeah, he can't even make something like where Ben would have probably made a bit more of like a James Washington or someone. Yeah, it sort of made him a little bit better, which would have made it a bit easier for some of these others. Right now, it's basically just keying on. Juju and Connor, and there's not a lot else really, is there? No. After the early season hype behind the Ravens, they're just three and two, and you know, things don't look as rosy as they did after week two. But maybe because they've played some real teams now, some real defenses at least. Yeah, it's. I think. Yeah, I definitely got a bit carried away over them first few weeks, and this is probably more what we should have expected—a bit of a up and down time for them. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills um, playing the Tennessee Titans. The Bills won fourteen to seven. The most Bills score you'll ever see. Um, they're four and one under Bills. Are you worried about them this year? Because they just keep coming, don't they? No, because I mean, even if they got into the playoffs and stuff, they're not. Oh, I just don't think they're that great of a team. They can't. No. Things like obviously the missed kicks have already been spoken about. You don't get that every week and. I mean, they do just find ways to win, and I think McDermott is such a good coach that, in that sense, they worry me. But I mean, I was calling for McDermott to win coach the last year. He's yeah. done nothing this year to persuade me to not vote for him again this year. He's, he's fantastic, getting what he's getting out of these players. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, four and one with this roster. Although yeah. like, the defense, it's not, it's not like they've got tons of stars on there, is it? But they just. I mean, you could argue they're they the do, best in the league. Yeah, they're so good. They're, they're, along with the Patriots and the uh, Bears, I think they're the best three defenses right now, aren't they? Yeah, they've got they've got some names that were good like a couple of years ago, like Starla Tulele and um, oh, Jerry Hughes is still there. He must be about forty years old at this point, and Micah Hyde still performing. It's yeah. weird what they're getting out of these guys. It's they're they're really impressive, but then they play the Titans, and it feels like we slag them off each week, regardless if they win or not. But this was terrible. Yeah, it's... I mean, I just don't know what the Titans are, what they want to be. 
so uh, nothing's really changed for me. They've had a couple of decent weeks, but nothing changed for me from the Tottenham preseason. With Mariota, they're an irrelevant team that are never going to be any real threat to any decent team. Yeah. Jonas Smith led the way on receiving with one catch for 57 yards. That led their receiving core in this game. Yeah, it's just, it's painful, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's really annoying. Well, not annoying because, I say, I'm not a Titans fan, so I'm not that bothered, but <laughs> there's a lot of talent on this team and it's just being wasted with just terrible quarterback play, to be honest. I just, yeah, say it every week, don't we? But, yeah, Mariota is just not good enough. AJ Brown, after his breakout last week, got two targets and for 27 yards. He caught them both, but, yeah. They move on. They are two and three in the South. That's still they've still got a chance at two and three. Yeah. That division's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, it's it's a weird division, isn't it? Because I think all the teams have got some question marks, but all of them are decent enough. Mm. You know, so all of them can beat basically any team on any week, as we've seen. Well, we'll talk about it later on, but yeah. with the Colts beating the Chiefs and the Jags are a decent enough team and the Texans. Yeah, you know, they're all going to beat each other, team. aren't they? And it's yeah. who can come out the strongest in the division, I think, will win this whole thing. Yeah, it's a really weird one. Um, 33-7 is the final score for the 5-0 Patriots, taking on the 0-5 Redskins. He cost Jay Gooden his job. Not specifically the Patriots, but <laughs> put the final nail in the coffin. Um, the Patriots scored 33 points without ever looking cohesive on offense in this one. Yeah, it wasn't... Well, the first half was really bad the Patriot, for the Patriots. It wasn't good, and Brady was just under pressure all the time. Yeah, and he just struggled a bit. But second half, I mean, the, to start the second half, I think they come out like three touchdowns in the first four drives, which yeah. really just put the game away. But, yeah, I do think they will get better. And I do, like, so discuss it on the Patriots podcast that you're going to do on Channel 12. Mm-hmm. So go and give that a listen. But yeah. basically, I think, the, I think it's that classic Patriots things of, the offense isn't really, they're not really showing anything right now. It's the most vanilla offense yeah. they could possibly have. And yeah, I think when it really matters, there'll be a few more tricks up their sleeve and a bit more, a bit more to come from them. But yeah, the defense is just dominant. It's just so, so good. Who's I'm Ryan so Izzo? excited for it. Yeah, these, um, yeah, just a random tight end, basically. <laughs> but, well, Ben Watson was due back to last week, but they've decided not to activate him. And, Cut him. So. They released him in there today. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, they're just going with Izzo and um, Lacoste. Matt so, Lacrosse, yeah. yeah, it's not anything you could ever worry about if you're just worried about fantasy. But yeah, they're two decent enough players who can block a little bit and do a little bit as a tight end. Yeah, so yeah, you you, you move on five and zero. Oh. I think you've got a relatively easy game this weekend as well. Or this week as well, haven't you? Yeah, I'm yeah, really excited to see this defence against the Giants. I'm really hoping we get to see Eli at some point. You know, <laughs> just a little, an honorary thing. One you know, final fling with Eli. Yeah, he'll probably come in and beat us or something. The Denver Broncos took on the LA Chargers. They won 20-13. I've got absolutely nothing to say about this game. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Paul and Sutton scored I mean, one touchdown to start the game and that was it. Yeah, the Broncos look decent, and Philip Lindsay was really good. He uh, yeah. looked sort of like that running back we saw last year. But I mean, I mean, the main thing I guess to take away from this, and sorry, Broncos fan, obviously you got a big win and first win of the season, but the Chargers just looked atrocious. Mm. The coaching there at the moment just looks dreadful, and I mean, he's got to be another candidate for a coaching fire, I'd have thought. Yeah. I mean, Rivers attempted 48 passes for 211 yards and two picks. Yeah, Melvin it's... Gordon was back. He got 12 carries for 31 yards. Austin Eckler was fine, but he was a receiver. 15 receptions on 16 carries, but only three carries of the ball um, as a running back for seven yards. He's been yeah. carving teams up on the ground. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I don't understand what the charges are and what they're going to be and... Yeah, I mean this is really disappointing season, isn't it? Yeah. I think I think a lot of people would have had the Chiefs as down as winning that division, but yes, you, people would have thought the Chargers could at least push them. And I mean, they don't look like they're even gonna. I mean, are they even gonna be a playoff team at this point? No, they're miles. I mean, I would assume they end up. I'd assume they end up winning enough games to just sneak in, but I mean, it's not a, far from a certainty right now, isn't it? No, I mean Denver could easily. Top them this year with a record overall. 
Uh, let's move on to the other Sunday night game. The Packers beat the Cowboys in what really was a, a, a convincing victory. A lot of garbage time, yards and points for the Cowboys. But the Packers and Aaron Jones especially just put this one to bed early. Yeah, and yeah, they were excellent, the Packers. And the Four defense as well. Jones. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, a weird game. The, I think Rodgers played better than... Obviously, he got, I don't think he had a single touchdown in the no, end, did he? he? But I think he played better than that. It just happened to be that Jones was the one that got the touchdowns. But, yeah. I mean, for me, it was about the defense. And they were just absolutely superb again. And I think they're going to be what really takes this Green Bay team a long way this yeah. season. Yeah, Zadarius just... Smith, Joyer Alexander, those those guys are superstars. Yeah, they've they're just excellent. And yeah, I'm properly bought in on this Packers team. I think they're so good. I'm coming around to it now, especially with Roger saying this week that he doesn't care about stats anymore. He just wants to win. I, I I've always thought of Rogers as a stat compiling quarterback more yeah. than a determined to win stuff. And to hear that from him is really encouraging. It's annoying for me as an NFC. I've a kind of team I'd see on par with the Packers it's uh, yeah yeah annoying Rogers just wants to win now <laughs> uh, the Cowboys they looked alright second half Dak came out and saved his fancy day especially 463 yards two touchdowns he threw three picks although the first one um, that was definitely not yeah. on him no but he didn't like say he obviously racked up some yards which he went to already that was a lot of garbage time yeah Cooper finished with that. 226 yards yeah, that was uh Yeah, it's mad to come out of a game where the defence has given up four hundred and sixty three yards through the air <laughs> and be impressed, but yeah, that was a lot of garbage time. It was a, a long, long run of it, wasn't there? And yeah. Yeah, it was a really disappointing game from the Cowboys, I think. This was twelve carries big... for Zeke. I mean, even if you're down big, he's a player you still give the ball to. Yeah. I guess it's hard. They were they were a long way behind, weren't they? What were they? 24 nothing at one point. Yeah. yeah. It's a long... Well, I think it got 31-3, didn't it, at one yeah. point? At that stage, you can't really... You've got a passable, <laughs> no, haven't you? It would be uh, raining down, wouldn't they, if you just handed yeah. the ball off? <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, yeah, just such a disappointing one from the Cowboys' perspective. I think this was a game to sort of prove that they are legit and, well, mm. they couldn't do that, could they? No, not at all. Um... Uh, well, the Chiefs, let's move on to those. They lost to the Colts, um, 19-13. I, I, I went to bed before the game started and woke up to a really kind of odd scoreline, uh, a game mm-hmm. I didn't expect the, the Colts to win, but fair play to them. Um, yeah, the I think Colts injuries took good. down the Chiefs more than anything, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, obviously Mahomes picked up an injury and had a couple of other players go out, but I don't think you've got to give the Colts credit. They, yeah. I, I don't think anyone's... Was it under 26 points that the Chiefs had never been held... Never been held under 26 points or like that. And yeah, then the they've only given up yeah. 13 here. In Kansas City as well on Sunday Night Football. It's not a easy place to go. And No, that defence yeah. came to play. Yeah, it's it's weird this Colts team, isn't it? Last week they look pretty bad against the Raiders and then they put in this sort of performance. <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty bizarre team to sort of rejudge. Like Brissett and he had like 150 yards and yeah, the no touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, there's, yeah there's, was... the offense is really weird. Marlon Mack, thirty carries for 130 yeah. yards. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess that's what they have to become. I'm not sure yeah. Brissett's going to be the quarterback that's really going to win them too much. But I mean, if Mack can be this sort of player each week, then I mean, obviously a bit like we talked about with um, McCaffrey that you don't want to be giving him this many carries every week. But he's I doing think... this through injury as well. Yeah, he's not yeah, been healthy all season. He's still getting this sort of workload. It's mad. Yeah, it's a, it was a really impressive performance and mm. yeah, really surprising one, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Um, and another one that was quite surprising was Monday Night Football. The Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they lost 31-3 to the San Francisco 49ers, the 4-0 Niners now. And I listened to this game on the radio uh, from a Niners stream and good God, it was insufferable. I, I don't like the Niners as it is, obviously, but oh God... Uh, Tim Ryan I think is a co-commentator he is the most unlistenable man on radio I mean what about Scott Zolak and the Patriots <laughs> I, I quite like Zolak <laughs> though because he's such a homer that it's, yeah. it's quite fun to listen to in short doses at least but yeah I mean 
Baker Mayfield looked terrible in this game. <laughs> eight completions for 100 yards and two picks. It is Eight insane. completions. How do you do that with the, the receiving talent they've got? I, I don't even have an answer for it, to be honest. <laughs> it's like Nick Chubb's played well again. 16 yeah. carries for 87 yards, a good return. You know, that. I mean, what more do you want from your running back? Like, Yeah, he's, he's doing all he there. can do, yeah. Odell Beckham's got four catches for 47 yards in the past two games. It's just... I mean... <laughs> Why give all that up for a man you're not going to use? I mean, we'll get on to the 49ers in a bit because we probably do need to talk about them. But right yeah. now, the Browns, like, what What are they? Like, do you, do we, has, like, Baker been found out now of, like, are we a year in and DCs have just found him out? Or he I couldn't... mean, personally, I don't think he was ever that great in his first year. I think he beat up on a lot of bad teams and... yeah. Struggled against the good teams, but I mean, have they just has he just been found out in the NFL? I don't know. He couldn't read this defense last night. They were giving him looks, and to be fair, this defensive line for the nine uh, for the Niners is scary. Some of the players they've got, and uh, Nick Bosa had a game, uh, his first game under the lights on national uh, television, two sacks and two tackles for a loss as well. He was in uh, Baker's face most of the night, and if it wasn't him, then Buckner was there or. Um, the, the other guys <clears throat> on that line but the secondary just shut down um, the Browns receivers and they were resorting to trick plays Beckham uh, I think he threw a pass on the first game of the first pass of the game actually first play of the game was Odo Beckham completion for 20 yards he, he completed um, carried the ball a couple of times and yeah it's just I mean I don't know what Really, you say about this brand team moving forward? Like, obviously, they were one of the most hyped teams in the league coming in, and yeah, in, they, they, I mean, go they, three, have, they go three and out start the game. Then Matt Breida, one, uh, one carry, eighty-three yards, touchdown, one play uh, drive for the Niners, uh, one play drive for the, the Browns. Next one, they throw an interception straight after that. It, it was a disaster, a start. Yeah, it's. It could be a lot worse, really, could it? It's <laughs> yeah, they're just an absolutely dead team, and mm. well, not dead because I think they're lucky that they're in a division with the Bengals and the Steelers right now, and that might sort of save their season a little bit and make it look a bit better than it is. But I mean, who do you put the blame on? I mean, obviously, the coaching's not been great start of the season, but this was supposed to be Baker's guy, you know, it yeah. was supposed to be. The coach that he wanted, and he had a say in it, and all this stuff. And I mean, it hasn't worked out. But their only successful plays last night were trick plays or end arounds. Yeah, that was the only it's... way they had any sort of movement. And they've got the Seahawks coming to town uh, this week. That's a tricky game for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they've still got some pretty tough ones to come, haven't they? It's not like things get that much easier after this. It's no, the schedule's not <sighs> easy. They've got a really tough. Uh, schedule uh, for the rest of the year or for the next four or five weeks at least and I mean they could be dead and buried come kind of week yeah. 10 or week 11 I mean I'd love to hear from Browns fans what like they think about this start of the season and whether yeah because this isn't to me this isn't particularly unexpected I think no, you could have predicted this coming in but yeah I mean they've been in the Jets who were uh, without Sam Darnold weren't they and <laughs> yeah then they've it was a really good win against the Ravens last week, but maybe they're a bit of a, a fraudulent team, I guess, and maybe mm. they're not the team that we thought they might have been. But, I mean, they've got the Seahawks coming up, then a bye, then they've got the Patriots after that, <sighs> the Broncos, who looked decent last night, the Bills are going to cause some problems. <laughs> I mean, they've got the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the Bengals again to finish out the season, the six, the last seven. <sighs> Or against teams that will probably be battling out for the number one pick, luckily for them. But, yeah. I mean, before that, the season could already be over. From The schedule gets very easy from week 11 on for them, but by week 10, they could be done. Yeah, week 10 is that, yeah, they they need to get at least two or three wins on the board before they get to week 10 just to give themselves a fighting chance. Rough, <sighs> rough yeah. for the Browns indeed. Not, the, not what they wanted this season, especially after but, all the hype pre-season. Yeah, but on the other side of the ball, the 49ers, do we have to, like, do we have to say that they are a legit team now? Do we have to say they are a real threat? Like 4-0 and and they've looked pretty good doing it, haven't they? Yeah, it pains me to say this, but yeah, they are. I mean, 
they've got arguably the best running attack in the entire league because they can mix it up with any combination of running back and any sort of randomly run play. It's They just get the job done. And George Kittle led the way last night with uh, receiving as well. They've still got him to kind of... He's not broken out this year the same way he did last year, but he's still good. And they've got a lot of guys on the outside that can just do enough to win them games. Yeah, like, obviously they played... I think the first three games were the Bucks, they played the Bengals, the Steelers, something like yeah. that, wasn't it? Their first three. I mean, that's not exactly a tough start, but I mean, the Browns are supposed to be a legit team, and they've definitely got a legitimate defense. They've got a lot of talent there, and, and they just killed them, didn't they? Yeah, it I was think this one-sided. It's one of the most one-sided games I've heard all season. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to this game with the Rams and seeing what they are and whether it it is for real because. I mean, if they are for real, I think we're finally seeing what Shanahan sort of wants to be and what yeah. he is as a coach. Because to me, he is one of the best offensive minds in the whole league and somebody that circumstances really have sort of hurt him over the first couple of seasons. But hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Shanahan can be as a head coach. And I mean, they've got the pieces, as you said, to really be a real good offense and then if the defense can click and again they've got a lot of pieces there and a lot of talent then they are a real threat to well obviously your seahawks but yeah. just the whole the whole of the nfl really if they are if this offense could be legit then yes yeah, it's a scary thought yeah i think the season may come one year too early for them but give them another year and get another free agency class and another draft yeah. and it, they could be it could be a Fingers crossed, a, th- a three-way race for the top of the West. Sorry, Cardinals fans, you're not, you're not included in that. But, but so they're going to be a really attractive prospect to yeah. free agents out there this next off-season. Two hundred and seventy-five yards on the ground last night. That's mad. That's a, that's exactly what Shanahan wants. Yeah, it, and it's what he's always been. He's been to create a running game out of sort of anything, really, hasn't he, over the years? Yeah. There we go then, Dave. That is week five in the books. We move on to week six with our uh, preview show coming up on a Thursday, a couple of days' time from now. Um, where can people find you on the internet? So we are uh, at first and ten underscore. Um, we are first and ten on Facebook. And we've still got a competition running. Yeah. Sort of, I forgot, I forgot to plug it last week. We've still got that running where basically you just need to go on and retweet a couple of bits. So, I mean, if you retweet this episode of the podcast, then you'll get a. Uh, You'll get an uh, entry, so yeah, go yeah. and do all that stuff and all the usual stuff, you know. But yeah, definitely go and give us a follow and start listening to all the... Well, if you don't already, we've got podcasts from lots of different teams and we've got even more coming up this week. And yeah, it's it's sort of a pretty exciting time for us, I think, and things are really growing quickly. Yeah, it's a good time to get involved as well. If you want to talk about your team, then let us know. Um, there's still a, probably about half the league's worth of teams that haven't got a podcast yeah. from us about them so yeah get involved um, and also picking up the writing side of things a little bit more doing a bit more writing and yeah, if you want to get involved with that side of stuff then get in contact and yeah even if you've got no experience on either one then we can we can help you out and push you in the right direction and all that sort of thing yeah definitely it's great to hear it's great to see it's uh, it's, it's just great to be involved um, you can find me on Twitter at Rossburn 984 and yeah like I said first and underscore is our main account we kind of tweet out there um, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash first and ten. Just have there, check out all the rewards that you can get involved with. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to back us for all of our hard work, that'd be great. Until we are back on Thursday with a previous show, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you on Thursday.